Hello, Ed here. As it's Christmas and the time of year when most of us take a well-earned break, including myself, I'm putting out some of my favourite episodes from earlier in the year. These are some of the more evergreen episodes. Even if you've heard them before, I think you'll enjoy them second time around, and if you're a newer listener, then these are the ones I'd not want you to have missed. Today's episode is all about what we can learn from Google Patents to help us with SEO. I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to SEO is Not That Hard. I'm your host, Ed Dawson, the founder of KeywordsPeopleUse.com, the solution to finding the questions people ask online. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about Google Patents and how we can explore them to better understand how Google Search works. Okay, so what is a patent to start with? Here's a definition. A patent is an exclusive right granted for an invention, which is a product or a process that provides, in general, a new way of doing something, or offers a new technical solution to a problem. To get a patent, technical information about the invention must be disclosed to the public in a patent application. In a nutshell, this means that if a company wants to protect something that they've invented to prevent other companies from using um, this invention, they have to essentially disclose um, what the details of their invention is to the patent office who will then either grant or deny the patent but in doing so they have to actually publicly disclose it. Uh, this means that you can actually go and look at patents to learn how an invention works and Google themselves are actually really keen on patenting um, lots of inventions that can be incorporated into their search. Um, Google themselves actually have well over 100,000 patents. Now, not all of these cover search because obviously they've got other products like um, their Android operating system and mobile phones and all sorts of things. Um, so there's there's a huge number of patents that don't necessarily uh, apply directly to search. But there are lots of patents that they have um, put forward over the past 20 years or so that do definitely relate to search. So with SEO being such a black box in so many respects where we can't see under the hood of Google, this gives us an actual opportunity to take a bit of a peek inside to see how they might uh, well have set up um, things to work as part of their um, search process. Um, some of them you can definitely see from reading them, yes, this is how they're actually doing it. Others are a little bit more fuzzy. Um, but it still surprises me that so few SEOs actually look at and discuss the content of these patents because it's one of the few opportunities to actually see how Google actually thinks and how things actually work. Now, I'll be the first to admit that Google patents are not necessarily easy to read. Um, they generally will need a few read-throughs to get a sense of uh, how they work. Um, they also can be quite technical. Um, so it helps if you've got a technical background in some cases. But in, in, in many, they're actually quite, after a few reads, you can actually start to, to pick up what they're trying to say and how they work, especially if it's for something that you can clearly see in operation, such as, say, autocomplete or people also ask. So if you want to start finding some patents, Google themselves actually make it quite easy to find patents of any kind because they've got a patent search engine, which you can find at patents.google.com. Um, and in there, you can just go in and just, if you type Google in the box and select the drop down search assignee Google, you will find thousands and thousands and thousands of results all from Google. Um, now, yeah, there's a lot to wade through there. So probably your best bet is to 
go online and just search, you know, do a Google search in the normal Google for Google search patents. And there's lots of websites out there where people have uh, found relevant patents and sort of deconstructed them and, and explained them in layman's terms for you. Um, so I'd strongly recommend trying that. Another great starting point is the website seobythesea.com uh, by the late Bill Swaski. Um, Bill did a lot of work over many years um, diving into um, different Google search patents. Um, and it's a really good starting point. Unfortunately, obviously not updated since Bill died. Um, but I would start there in the first instance. Now, at Keywords People Use, we spend a lot of time looking at patents, especially when we're developing any new functionality or trying to understand any part of the search experience that we're trying to incorporate into our product. So I'm going to talk through uh, now a particular patent and I'll link to this patent in the show notes so you can have a read of it and have a look at it. And it's one that um, basically pertains to generating related questions for search queries. And if you read through this, you'll soon clearly see that this is the actual patent that describes how the uh, people also ask questions are generated for search queries. And obviously that's what we base the people also ask um, search mining from on keywords people use. So when you do a search there and we mine the top level questions and the le questions lower level than that and then a deeper search even lower level. This is how um, we, under we are able to understand how people also ask questions are generated and how we can make claims on yeah the relevancy of these um, questions that come up, how Google does it and how they are ranked. Now looking at the patent itself, we can see that it was filed in 2015, which fits when people also ask actually was implemented into the Google search results. And it was actually granted by the um, patent office in 2017. It always takes about 18 months or so for a patent to go from filing to um, application, the application being granted. So it fits within the timeline. So we know that it that it is related to, to people also ask. And if we actually look at the application itself, um, they actually show um, sort of wireframe screenshots of how it works. And you can see, yeah, how um, it fits the model of what we see with with, um, with people also ask questions in the Google search results. So we, we can be fairly confident that, that what's covered by this uh, application is actually how the system itself is working underneath. And some of the core things we can see from this, which is that there is actually it's part of Google's infrastructure, an actual question database. And they talk about this question database and how they populate this database with questions that people ask on subjects. It also discusses how these subjects are grouped into topic sets, which feeds into um, thoughts on topical authority. So you can see from this how Google has got this question database on its back end, which takes questions that people ask all over the web and it correlates them into different topic sets and different subjects. And we can see further down the, the beta application how the process works. So we can see how it'll take the query that someone puts in, it'll bring back the results, 
of those pages that have been returned, it will identify questions that match the topic sets that also match those pages. So you can see how Google is um, classifying pages in a topical authority, and then it's going to its question database and finding the questions that match that topical authority. It'll then rank the matching questions, remove um, equivalent questions from the ranking, so ones that are too close together or, ex or exact duplicates of each other, and then it will sort those related questions based on um, a ranking criteria, which is the um, frequency of which that question is asked. So we can see that the volume um, of questions is, in, is hierarchically, st hierarchically stacked. So the first um, ones that return for people also ask are the, the higher volume ones, and then subsequently the ones below them are ranked off each one of those. So they have the intent um, proximity to each one. So we know that that those subsequent questions are related to the, the question higher up in the hierarchy. And subsequently, they're ranked by volume each of the way down. Now, that explanation based on the patent isn't the easiest thing to understand. Uh, I appreciate that, which is why I would strongly suggest you go and read that patent to um, sort of get uh, more detail on it. But we know um, from our experience that if you break it down, what it essentially says is that the people also ask questions that are shown for any query are topically relevant to the search results that you get for that query, which means that if you want to rank for that query, then it's a really good starting point to start building content around those people also ask questions because they are the questions that people in the real world are actually asking Google about those topics. And we also know that the higher the frequency a question is asked, the higher up the people also ask tree it will appear. So the first ones you see are the ones with the most volume. And then as you click out through them and go further down the tree from each node, you will get the um, the details of each question that needs to be answered within that. Now, that's why we built the people also ask search into keywords people use. So if you've not tried um, our people also ask search, just go to keywordspeopleuse.com. You don't have to sign up. It's free to try. Um, and you can do a people also ask search on any topic search term. Just put it into the search box, click search. And within about 30 seconds, you will receive a beautifully uh, presented graph that shows all the questions and then the related questions underneath them. Our system essentially goes to Google, it performs a search. And it will then click through all the questions to actually find the related questions within um, each people also asked question. Um, and it's an incredible way of visualizing uh, the results people also ask. You can also get, get the data, download the data, uh, so you can manipulate it. Uh, we also let you cluster the data as well. Um, the, the key thing is you, know, you can get that data in seconds on any subject for all the questions people are asking around any subject. So that's one example of how, you know, we've used Google patent research to truly understand an element of search and then implement it into our SEO work. Um, and as I say, there is, there are thousands and thousands of these, um, patents out there, but they're an in incredible resource to truly understanding what's going on underneath the hood of Google. A few words of caution though, Google may not patent everything that they put into search. So just because something isn't in a patent doesn't mean that it's not 
potentially possible to have been implemented. And likewise, they may also patent stuff, which they then actually, actually never actually use. Um, so again, just because it's in a patent, always take it with a pinch of salt, always try and look back and see how it actually compares to how things appear to work in real life. The people also ask one I just went through, that's a really good example of one where you can actually see how it works in practice and, and how this has been done and how it's implemented. So you can be reasonably confident on that one. Other ones, confidence levels might not be so high, but you know, it's just always, always think before completely believing something in a patent has actually been implemented in the real world. I hope that's given you something to think about when it comes to researching how Google actually works under the hood. Patents are a great place to start and can often help cut through some of the myths that are out there um, and actually see how it actually works under the hood. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. Please subscribe and share. It really helps. SEO is not that hard. It's brought to you by keywordspeopleuse.com, the solution to finding the questions people ask online. See why thousands of people use us every day. Try it today for free at keywordspeopleuse.com. If you want to get in touch or have any questions, I'd love to hear from you. I'm at Channel 5 on Twitter. Or you can email me at podcast at keywordspeopleuse.com. Bye for now and see you in the next episode of SEO is not that hard.